Guess what? The schedule is out. That's right. The 2022-23 NHL schedule was released today. We've got the schedule and some key dates for the Ducks on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Let's hit it. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, schedule's out. Let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And thank you for your continued support. As you can see, my Twitter handle is at StimpyJD. Follow me on there. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. So today we're going to talk about the schedule. Kind of came as a surprise to some people. I didn't think it was going to come out today, but hey, here we go. Schedule is out. And by the way, shout out to the Anaheim Ducks admins for putting up a great video, which I'll talk about momentarily. All right, let's get to it. The schedule has come out for the Anaheim Ducks, and we'll talk about just the schedule in general. Opening night for North America is on October 11th. October 11th officially is going to be the first night of the National Hockey League. And guess who leads off opening night? Well, yeah, it's pretty obvious, right? The Colorado Avs are going to be hoisting their banner on opening night. Well, technically opening night for them, but that's not opening night for the league. Opening night for the league North America is going to be October 11th. So why is Colorado not starting opening night? Because I guess we have to see the crosstown rivals, right? Yeah, the Vegas Golden Knights at the Los Angeles Kings are going to be one of the headlining acts on opening night across the league. And the the big starting opening night, a repeat of last season's Eastern Conference Final between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers. Wow, so it's kind of weird that the banner unveiling is not opening night. But what are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? So there you go. October 11th is opening night. The Ducks begin play October 12th against the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, how about that? The Kraken opening things up at the Ponda Wednesday, October 12th at 7 p.m. That's going to be a fun one to check out. As far as some other key dates, let's go over the key dates first. The second home game for the Ducks, and this one I'm keen in on immediately. Because I've been saying on the podcast for the longest time, if there was ever a time to retire Ryan Getzloff's number 15, it would be when Tampa Bay comes to town. Because the one guy that Ryan Getzloff loved playing with the most was Corey Perry. Well, guess what? Tampa Bay's coming to town October 26th. That is a Wednesday, two weeks after the home opener. The Ducks versus the Lightning. Anaheim Ducks, if you're going to raise number 15 in the banners, that is the night to do it. Otherwise, you wait until next season to do it because you wouldn't want anyone else that's been a longtime teammate of his other than Corey Perry there. You have to do it. It has to be done, right? Yeah, absolutely. So pencil it in. 
October 26th against the Lightning. I'm for sure going to try to make it to that game because that is one that I want to see live. Oh, and by the way, the Dia de los Muertos game will either be October 30th, Halloween Eve, against Toronto, or November 6th against the Florida Panthers. So Dia de los Muertos night once again will be taking place around that time. Some other key dates to look forward to. We have a back-to-back once again. The Ducks will be at St. Louis for two in a row, November 19th and November 21st, once again against the St. Louis Blues. As far as some key road trips, you have a very tough road trip at the start. The New York road trip that they like to do. This is at the start of the season. Ah, man. October 15th, 17th, 18th is their Islanders, Rangers, Devils road trip. Then they are at Boston, then at Detroit. Okay, that's kind of a tough road trip. The Canadian road trip is in December, in the cold of winter, at Ottawa, at Toronto, at Montreal, at Edmonton, December 12th through the 17th. That's going to be a tough one. The toughest road trip might end up being the one that's their longest road trip. And that's after their longest homestand. So let's go over that first. The longest homestand for the Anaheim Ducks is going to be through the holidays. December 21st, technically, through January 13th. So we have the 12 days of Christmas at the Ponda. And really, it's an 11-game homestand if you count the game at Staples Center. I'm sorry, Crypto.com Arena, December 20th. That's a Tuesday. So they'll be in SoCal at LA, and then 10 home games in a row, starting on the 21st against the Minnesota Wilds, then the Calgary Flames, then they're off for the Christmas break. Then you have Vegas, Nashville, Philadelphia, Dallas, San Jose, Boston. By the way, mark that one down. Sunday, January 8th, against the Boston Bruins, Hampus Lindholm makes his return to the Ponda that night. Once again, January 8th, Hampus Lindholm returns to the Ponda. Then to close off the homestand, Edmonton and New Jersey. Then they have this six-game road trip, which is also their longest road trip of the season. There's a couple of tough games in there. At Pittsburgh, at Philadelphia, at Columbus, at Buffalo. Zegras, do it again. At Arizona, at the college campus, and at Colorado. Yeah, January 16th through the 26th. And that is right before the All-Star break. Now, typically, typically, the All-Star break would happen after a long road trip. But there's one home game right before All-Star break, and that's against the Arizona Coyotes. And then that's going to be their bye week. The Ducks' bye week starts on that Sunday, goes through the All-Star break once again, and then they play at the Dallas Stars a week and change later. So once again, the Ducks with another long break between the All-Star game. We saw what happened last season with the long break, and now we see what happens this season with another long break. So can the Ducks avoid the same thing that happened last season? It is going to be a tough way to finish the first half of the season. But with this 
possible revamped roster. I mean, they have a lot of money to spend. You never know. And especially finishing that first half of the season, which is technically the first half, but it's realistically 50 games into the season, you just never know. And it's kind of intriguing looking at the schedule. I think the toughest, the toughest road trip is going to be the four games set in February, where you have the Panthers, the Lightning, the Capitals, and the Hurricanes. Four playoff caliber teams, back to back to back to back. There's hardly any off days in that road trip. That one's going to be tough. And that includes a President's Day matinee at the Florida Panthers. So this this has the makings of a tough road trip towards the end of the season. And if you're the Ducks, you, you got to look at that and go, that's going to be tough. Can they at least get a few points on that road trip? I think personally their easiest road trip might come... Uh, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say that three games set in November at San Jose, at Vancouver, at San Jose. If the Ducks don't get at least five points on that stretch, I will be disappointed because San Jose, they are rebuilding. Vancouver, who knows where they're going to be next season either. So I would hope the Ducks can get a ton of points on that road trip. And I'm also looking at that trip, that Canadian trip. When you have games at Ottawa and at Montreal, you got to win those games, right? Toronto, they could beat them. They could go to overtime. At Edmonton, they possibly could beat them. You never know. At Los Angeles, they could beat them. LA has gotten better in the offseason with the addition of Kevin Fiala. So let's see what this season brings for the Anaheim Ducks, who are still in their rebuild. So... Yep, that's a brief look at the schedule. Go ahead and check it out. And by the way, shout out to the Ducks admin for having some great cameos. And actually, I'll continue on the calendar talk after the first intermission. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered, the one place that we trust. Bet Online has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And next season's Stanley Cup odds are already up. Colorado was way up there. Tampa Bay is up there once again. Even the LA Kings, they got a big jump as far as winning the Stanley Cup. So you can check out those future lines. There's also baseball. And hey, while you're at Bet Online, you can check out the upcoming lines for the upcoming NFL season, which begins in a couple months. You have Major League Baseball. The All-Star Game is coming up, although why would you bet on that? But you could check out all the lines. For all those sports, including MMA, boxing, all those fun sports, check it out at Bet Online. Either use your laptop or your mobile device to check out Bet Online, which is the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Oh, and please gamble responsibly. As we are here on Locked on Anaheim Ducks, we're going to continue talking about the schedule and just a couple more things about the schedule. Once again, I'm your host, Jason Hernandez. And hey, you know what? Speaking of Arizona, just going over the schedule a little bit and why you should never bet on the Arizona Coyotes to win the Stanley Cup and just do not do it. Bet responsibly. 
the Coyotes have the toughest start in a schedule that I've seen in, frankly, a long time. The Ducks do have a 10-game homestand. Their longest road trip is six games. The Kings also have a long road trip. They have their Grammy road trip that's a 7 or 8 gamer. That one's not bad. The Arizona Coyotes, they got screwed on the schedule. Hey, um, you know what? I, I shouldn't be the one to ask this. Let's ask Alexa. Hey, um, how long is the Arizona Coyotes' longest road trip? 14 games. 14 games. You hear that? 14 games. En español. 14 juegos. 14 juegos. 14 game road trip for the Arizona Coyotes. And that is after a six game road trip to start the season. Then they have four home games at the college campus. And then they have a 14 game road trip. Let me repeat that 14 games. Ready? Washington, Buffalo, Islanders, Devils, Rangers, Vegas, Nashville, Carolina, Detroit, Minnesota. Kings, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton. What? Wow, poor Arizona. You mean to tell me that 20 of their first 24 games are on the road? Yeah, they're going to they're going to be tanking this season. They're going to be out of the playoff race before the holidays even hit. I'll be surprised if they have 12 points by December 7th. I'll be shocked. So, yeah. Gotta feel good to be a Coyotes fan, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, for, can you imagine a 14-game road trip? I I couldn't do it. Nope, can't, can't imagine that. So before we talk about draft a little bit more, I gotta give a shout-out to the Ducks social team and at Ducks. They do an incredible job with their videos. It really started last season. Last year, I was so excited when the Ducks had their schedule reveal. And in the fashion they did it, they didn't have any fancy drones. They didn't have any superstar cameos. They didn't have this person and this person and that person speaking to a microphone. Oh, we're going to do with this. Like, no, we're not going to have superstars of the past. I mean, the Ducks do have a lot of superstars of the past, but they didn't go that route. No, they kept it simple last season. They just did stock footage they had stock video. They called <laughs> they they called Vegas a bunch of dorks. There was the leaf blower joke. There was the Winnipeg Jets joke. By the way, thank you for taking Solani. That was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. One of the best schedule reveal videos. And the Ducks hit it out of the park once again. You had cameos from past 21st Ducks. Great to see some past 21st Ducks you know, introducing the home opener and other dates. And I spied a Max Jones in there. And did you catch Kevin Shattenkirk introducing the Tampa Bay Lightning? That was really cool. Did you also catch Emerson Edom in there? Yeah. Emerson Edom making a cameo on that video as well. As well as you, the fans. There were a lot of fans on that video. And you all made it awesome. I I think that schedule is... Nothing without the terrific fan support from this team. Mighty fans were right there calling out different teams. You even had the Spanish language broadcaster say, Patos de Anaheim. Love it. Absolutely loved it. 
and even hearing some Spanish in there. You know, vamos los patos. Like, let's go. Let's go. Let's start the season. I mean, can October come? Actually, really, can September come? Because we have preseason games as well. Oh, by the way, we had the preseason schedule out this week as well. And I actually haven't really talked about that here on the podcast. So I guess I should probably talk about that preseason schedule too, right? Yeah, may as well. So the Ducks preseason schedule, there's going to be some fun ones there. First, it's going to be at Tucson. Hey, Robin. At the Tucson Convention Center, September 25th. That's a Sunday. Hmm. Do I make my way out to that one? I mean, I do know someone that works there that covers a certain team. Oh, yeah. So against the Coyotes. Then we go up to the SAP Center to take on the Sharks. That's the 27th of September. Then back at the Ponda, September 28th, to take on those same Coyotes. Then the 30th, the Sharks at the Ponda. And then is a three-game set against the Kings. October 2nd at LA. October 4th at the Ponda. October 8th back at, I can't believe it's it's not Staples Center. So that's a look at the entire schedule. Be sure to check out some of those games. I'll be at some of those games. I hope to see you at some of the games as well. As far as scheduling, AHL schedule should come out soon. As soon as that comes out, I'll have a podcast about that as well because, you know, I covered the AHL, I covered minor leagues as well. And I can't wait to see the goals. And I can't wait to go back to San Diego once again. That's still one of my favorite cities to go to. Love the fans down there. You guys are awesome. So draft talk. I've been toying around with who the Ducks are likely going to take with both of their picks in the first round. And they do have two of them. They have the number 10 pick and the number 22 pick. Two first round picks. And thank you from the Boston Bruins for that first round pick. And also, thank you to the Oilers. Why am I thinking the Edmonton Oilers? I'm thanking them. Oh, and New York. Because if it wasn't for that, the Ducks would be picking 23rd. But as it is, they're 22nd. Yeah. So what direction will they go? I would like to think that they're going to shore up the wings and look at some more defensemen of the future. That's what I would like them to do. Because right now the Ducks already have two very good young defensemen in their prospect. Well, one of them's not a prospect anymore. Jamie Drysdale. And you have Olin Zellweger. And this is partially why I've been so high on the Ducks drafting a defenseman with that pick. That's why I've been so high on Korchinski. I've also been pretty high on Marco Casper as well. And I, I really like Casper's game. If they get him, that would really shore up the center depth for years. Imagine that three-headed monster of Zegris, McTavish, and then Casper. But here's the conundrum if Casper is drafted. Would you want a top 10 pick stuck in the third line? I mean, some would say yes, some would say no. I, I think it's also a cannot hit draft pick. I like Casper a lot. But you also have to think about how you want to utilize that 10th pick. 
do you want a top pairing or a second line defenseman with that pick? Do you want a top six winger for that 10th pick? So that's why I haven't been saying as much about Marco Casper because the Ducks do need to be careful about how they use this pick for their future, for this rebuild. So that's why I've been so high on guys like Korchinski. Korchinski, I think, is one of those guys that has risen very steadily. Hmm. Kind of reminds me of Mason McTavish in that way. And I know I was one of those. There was a lot of fans. A lot of fans hated that pick. I didn't hate it. I just said, well, I'm okay with the pick. It could have been this. But you know what? McTavish was a high riser. I just didn't expect it. You know? But watching McTavish dominate juniors this season, that might be a steal at three. (laughs) And for me to say that, and for a lot of people to say that, yeah, it might be a steal at three. So the two guys I've looked at, Lekedimaki, Jonathan Lekedimaki from Jur Gardens, and Korchinski from the Seattle Thunderbirds. So I'll talk a little bit more about those draft picks. But first, I want to remind you that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among others, and also here on the YouTubes. So definitely check out Locked on Ducks across all platforms. We're going to take a quick break while I drink some water, and we'll be back on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason Hernandez. And once again, we're talking draft, and there's going to be a lot of draft coverage this week. I already went over three picks. If the Ducks were looking for someone with a really good shot, and there was one name that I liked a lot with that 22nd pick, and man, just a great hockey name. I I love a good hockey name, and... Just the sound of it just kind of is like, ooh, that sounds cool. Jagger. Jagger Furcus from Moose Jaw. Yeah. I like him a lot. I'm high on him. I hope he slips to 22. I don't know if he's going to slip that far. But if he lands in the Ducks laps at 22, I mean, heck yeah. Take him. Take him right there. There's a chart that I that I like. And it's the expected likelihood of success, or the XLS chart. You may have seen some of these where it's a pie chart, and it ranks success. Like you have success, you have depth, you have fringe, what have you. Jagger Furcus, he has a 55% chance of success, which is quite good, and a 19% chance of being a first-liner. That's pretty good. But the two guys that I mentioned before, Korchinski. A 79% chance of success, including 37% chance of success being in that first line. Ooh, hoo, hoo. In a perfect world, you'd have Jamie Drysdale and Kevin Korchinski on a defensive pairing. That'd be pretty cool, right? Except Korchinski is a left-handed defenseman. Ah, dang. Well, what about Jamie Drysdale? Well, what about Jamie Drysdale? Well, you know, Jamie Drysdale is a terrific player. Oh, wait, he shoots right. Hmm. 
How about in this world? I mean, the only reason I would say not in this world realistically, I mean, I'll be real for a second, is they're both super young and Drysdale is probably going to end up with uh, probably a Cam Fowler or a Manson if he comes back. Like, he'll end up with someone else at that position. But in a perfect world, you would have these two come up together. You would have Jamie on the right. You'd have Korchinski on the left. That'd be really cool. I'd, I'd love to watch that. But that's far, far, far off. We're talking four or five years from now if they went that route. Hey, Jamie Drysdale, you want a good defenseman? There it is. You want someone with a good skating ability? There it is. That's a reason you go after Korchinski. A reason you go after Lekeri Maki He's got a very high ceiling and a terrific shot, by the way. I'm, I've been really high on Lekedi Maki. He has got a 0% chance of being a bust, according to the expected likelihood of success tier chart. Lekedi Maki has a 63% chance of success and a 21% chance of being a depth player. But I like that 0% bust. So I've also been high on Lekedimaki. And frankly, the Ducks could always use more slick shooting wingers. He's ranked as the second best shot in this year's draft. This year with Jur Gardens. If you want someone that has an excellent shot, Lekedimaki is it. Now, one other name that I really like but I have a feeling that he's probably not going to fall to the Ducks. And that's a shame because I've liked this guy for a long, long, long time. But he's probably going to go 7 or 8 or 9. And it's Joachim Kamel. Kamel, I've talked about briefly on this podcast, but I haven't talked about him a whole lot simply because I do think he is going to be picked 8th or ninth. He's ranked as the third best shot in this season's draft. And he's a great, great right winger and super competitive and super physical. But man, I I just don't see it. I just don't see him falling a 10. I truly think that either Detroit or Buffalo is going to choose him with that eighth or ninth pick. But hey, if he falls to 10, you take him in a heartbeat if he falls to 10. He's got, you ready for this? He's got a 100% chance of success with a 75% chance of being a first liner. Wow. So a 75% chance of being a first liner, a right winger from Europe. Yeah. Most teams would be dumb not to take him. Let's be real here. But he's probably going to get chosen, so... That's why I haven't talked about him a whole lot, but there you go. So once again, like I, I'm expecting Korchensky or Lekedimaki to be right there. And if it's one of those two guys, it'll probably be one of them with that 10th pick. That's who I'm saying is most likely to be selected number 10 in tomorrow's draft. And speaking of draft coverage, uh, we're going to close out the show with this. So tomorrow, the draft starts at 5 o'clock Pacific time. And I will be live on the Locked On NHL channel and will also be live here on YouTube. 
and we'll be talking draft. We'll be talking about the picks and I'll be breaking those down live immediately after the Ducks make their final pick. And it'll also be unlocked on NHL. It'll be a whole network wide thing. We'll have a couple of locked on correspondents there in Montreal to cover the draft. And hey, we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun seeing who the Ducks pick up in tomorrow night's draft. And tomorrow's going to be the first picks. Friday's going to be an all-day thing. I'll be on the LO underscore Ducks Twitter all day long on Friday covering all those picks. So definitely check that out. With that said, that's going to do it. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. Uh, Thank you for following along. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Uh, Don't forget that this podcast is available across all platforms, as I've mentioned before. I'm on the Twitter sphere. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD, and the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. And thank you for making this your first listen. Don't forget to make Locked on NHL your second listen of the day with a slew of fantastic hosts. And hey, I'll be live on Locked on NHL tomorrow as well. We'll have some live broadcasts from Montreal, and we'll have some live broadcasts just network-wide. So do check out all of those YouTube accounts and their Twitters for extensive draft coverage. With that, I want to say thank you all so much for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. Fly together.